The Red Room Theater, Episode 15, Coming to America. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are your hosts, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Talk about how it raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Coming to America. How it taught us to be honest with our women and to cuss like sailors. Before we get into our movie, just to ask a question. Looking through this Eddie Murphy's, like, his career... His eight, 80s, early 90s, the guy could do no wrong. Untouchable, comedy-wise. I mean, how Unreal. many of those movies are a part of our life? Man, 48 hours, another 48 hours. Both of those cops, one and two. Yeah, one and two. Three's okay. It's not as good, though, as the um, first two. That's kind of closer to the vampire in Brooklyn days. <laughs> um, that was but yeah, bad, he was dude. He was raunchy. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop. A golden one. Child. Oh, my goodness. Golden Child is incredible. I forgot about the Golden Child. That movie is legitimately scary. Like, straight up, like, straight up demons Too bad. Crap. Why do you think to this day I hate oatmeal? <laughs> but, I mean, Eddie Murphy back in, like, late 80s, early stinking 90s, trading places. Johnny Murphy! <laughs> trading places was awesome. You Dan- all Dan these movies he's so doing funny. are just hilarious. Dude. Every one of them. And then you have come this, out of nowhere. And coming to America is probably the cleanest of all those movies. But it's still what I'm just saying. It, the Royal Flower is clean. I'm just, I'm just saying. Shoot. Like it's there's probably less swearing in this one than a lot of trading places. A lot more less swearing in this one than in. It's all up there, dude. This is rated R like a mug. Like a mug, dude. But if something happens. Eddie Murphy falls off the planet. He just goes away. I don't know if it was because he had kids or what. But I know he had like an illegitimate child with Scary Spice or something. No, he yeah. Didn't. Where'd you hear this at? Howard Stern, boy. <laughs> wow, I didn't know any of that. But I mean, Howard, like, like Howard Stern, Eddie Murphy. Then he got busted with a transvestite. What are you talking? You don't remember that? I don't. I, I don't apparently don't pay attention to the news. What man? Eddie Murphy though was probably one of our comedian, like, maybe... Remember the first comedy tape we ever owned we took from Uncle Johnny? <laughs> I can't tell you the, the title of it, but it was before <laughs> Raw. And it was the funniest. The thing is, I might have been... I, 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 I can never hear the Old Spice theme without thinking of that. Can't think of it at all, dude! <laughs> <laughs> you lazy! You lazy! <laughs> It's cold in here. <laughs> that is so funny. The thing is, is that I think Eddie might have had more influence on us than any other comedians. Oh, man. More than, this is way before the Fresh Prince, dude. This more is than, like, More than like Bill Murray, more than uh, Dan Aykroyd, more than John Candy. Who Your comedy he, stylings probably come more from Murphy than anybody big else. Time. Early Murphy is the best stand-up I've ever heard. It's better than Pryor. It's better than Chris Rock. I mean, it's, it's like the bar. Which is why when I seen the, uh, what was it, the 40th SNL thing, he just talked for a minute. Chris Rock gave him this amazing opening, like, like he set him up. Because he never has been back. To hit a home run. And he didn't, he didn't do, he just 
read from the teleprompter, and that was it. No jokes, no nothing. Everybody, skits everybody was waiting for this huge thing. Even Dan Edgar was on Stern later that year. And, they were, and uh, Howard was asking him about Eddie, and he was like, man, he, he had the setup. He just didn't take it. You know, he could have just started riffing on the audience, but he just he just didn't he just didn't want to do anything. And it's just like, ah. He, so Eddie was a part of our life. I mean, I'm gonna be damn it. He is he was amazing. <laughs> oh dude, I used to say all the time to my kid, I'm like, I'm Gumby, ding it. I'd say that all the time. And so they my kids finally watch Gumby one day. They find like a cartoon on Netflix, and Lena goes, Mom, what does he say? I'm Gumby, ding it. And, and she's like, he he doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> will get, give her a couple more years and you can show it to her. <laughs> but, um, I mean, there's bad movies. There's that, like, Pluto Nash movie. Bad movie. <sighs> What's the one where he's with that huge woman? Uh, it's like a Dilfer. Dilbert or... It's a D. His name's... Something. I know Henry's dad loves that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Daddy Daycare. Like, I mean, come just on, bad man. movies, man. Um... I think maybe his last great one's gonna be Naughty Professor One. Yes, that movie was a gem. But Tower Heist, he was really funny. Tower Heist, I, it made no money, but I didn't. But just having him back a little bit just made me so ghetto, happy. Dude. Just it made me happy to have Murphy, a little Murphy, in my life again. But uh, he's kind of he, he's kind of gone. He had that really big uh, role in um, Dream Girls. It's kind of like a musical. Never watched it. He, he was a comedian though. He was kind of like had dram- the hot combed hair in that movie. Dude, though. it was sweet. He was he had more of a dramatic role. He was kind of like a, he was kind of a brutal man, but he did a good job. But comedy wise, he's been out of the game for a minute, man, and uh, we miss him because he was, he was it. You probably learned how to riff Dude, from him. I didn't even know who the police were before I seen Forty Eight <laughs> Hours, and I'd always seen Roxanne. I had no idea who the police were. That's and now now I hear. The, I hear Roxanne by the police, and it's nothing like Eddie Murphy in a jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude! Watching those forty-eight hour movies, they—I sometimes wonder—do they like each other at all? Because they feel like they're more enemies than friends. They and, hate each other. It's crazy how much they hate each Remember other. Remember when he pretends to be a cop and he goes to the hillbilly bar? The hillbilly's like, "Hilarious! What can I get you? A black Russian?" <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, dude, that's funny. And it was like, "He's a like, black Russian." I get it because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny, <laughs> but uh, and you know, crazy. We all often he I think he opened the door for us to do a lot of racial humor as we grew oh, up. Oh, big time, dude! Um, and I, all the white friends, I'd always just like kind of cross that line with people, dude, and pe- freak people out. But we're halfway there, so we can, we're yeah, like, like in the Mexican, dead center. We can say whatever we want. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, I but if the world's getting a little more sensitive, though, so I'm more careful now. Dude, I don't say nothing, man. It, it got it because like I say things and I think they're hilarious, but people get real upset nowadays. Even man, if my, I got a, I got a uh, good friend of mine, young cat named Colin Reynolds. He's a stand-up comic. I went and seen him over here at Soggy Bottom, dude. And it was the first time seeing him. I mean, he's like twenty. And he's 19, doing 20. stand-up comedy. No, and he's half black. The can, you, can, you, can you tell? Can you tell? Oh yeah. Okay. The whole stand-up was racial, like, and there was like guilty laughs. But so I was like, dude. <laughs> You are hilarious, dude. When we went and saw Django Unchained, and we were in a crowd that was half oh, white, half black. And best part was we're sitting next to Jeff Johnson. And literally, like, the whites were, like, like not laughing. Dude, we were dying. And, like, it was, we could, we could, we're between both worlds. We could just enjoy ourselves tremendously. Dude, listen to how crazy 
Okay, I have to say this. Get okay. A, give my boy Colin Reynolds some props here. So I'm at the talking about him watching a stand-up, and he's like, yeah, people say, man, I can't believe your dad bailed on you. And he's like, but the way I look at it is he's just playing a 19-year game of hide-and-seek. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> and the whole place is, like, guilty, like, going crazy. Like, oh, man. Wow. He's really funny, dude. That sounds awesome. I hope he plays, plays fun again. I he, like to see I'll, him. I'll make sure you come with me to I see him. Love he is see really him. funny, I love, dude. Instead of comedy, is a hard bracket, it's so, dude. Dude, it's so hard. Getting up there and trying that, I mean... That's well. That's why Eddie Murphy, early Eddie Murphy, he was so confident. Man, it was so crazy. fun, dude. He was riffing on Mr. T, on Michael Jackson. His SNL stuff was wonderful too, it, dude. He was so funny. He was buckwheat, dude. He was like before Keenan. <laughs> like now, Keenan's like the black guy on SNL. And, and, and Keenan ain't no Eddie Murphy. No, he's, he's no, funny though, but he ain't no Eddie, dude. Okay, so. The movie we're doing of Eddie Murphy is Coming to America, which may be one of my most enjoyable. It's so, it's it's like a comedy, love story, like like drama. There's it's, real heart. There's real it's heart so in that movie. It's so good. Um, so the story of Queen America, first of all, I haven't seen this in a long time. For me, it's been five to ten years. I watch it every year. And the opening sequence where they, the, 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 the quartet or the... The strings come in, start playing for his alarm clock, and he just and and, and everyone's there. The rose petals are there waiting for him. What, what? Okay, what was it? His twenty-first birthday? Yeah, and um, he tells him, "You think I might be able to wipe myself today?" He's like, "Very amusing, <laughs> <laughs> very amusing, your highness." Uh, wipers. <laughs> it's like, dang, dude, dude. dude I want to say this though. Wipers. When, when they when they wake him up with the uh, music. I've dreamed of having live musicians wake me up. And I know where that came from. It comes from this movie. Just go to Mexico, fool. Get some mariachi in there, dude. Wake dude, you up. But, uh, I'll tell you what, though. From the day we watched it, when we were little kids, I always hated that braid on his head. Hated it. <laughs> so, basically, Prince uh, uh, Eddie Murphy plays this um, royalty, this prince from Akeem of Zamunda. And he's the son. Stinking lions running around, and elephants. El- the elephants are always walking around the windows. It's so funny, dude. But uh, he is this pampered, uh, privileged. He, he, he doesn't want that life. Right. He's like, they're, they're, he wants to be an independent man. He wants to like, like stand up on his own. But his parents won't let him because he's the prince. And like, I mean, literally, he, he walks and they he's throw on pedals the in money. front of him. It's His hilarious, face is on dude. the money, dude. On the coins and the bills, dude. It's insane. And um, yeah, they throw rose petals at his feet. Um, and his parents, they're his parents. They're the kings are not really involved. And dude, having James Earl Jones play his dad, it's amazing. It's really funny. James Earl Jones remind. Oh, in that movie, reminds me of Mr. Spry, dude. Really? My old band teacher. Yeah, dude. I can't help think about Lion King because he's the king of that world too. Oh yeah, he is. But like Lion King is just like he's just wise, and in this he's kind of he's kind of dirty old he man. He is dirty old man. <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> but uh, sneaking um, so he wants his twenty first birthday. He's getting married. He's gonna, he's gonna give him a wife, arrange marriage. That's arrange twenty first birthday. They arrange for your wife. So they have the big ceremony. They introduce dude. That big woman walks in, dude, and and everybody's like his eyes get big. Dude. Hey man, I'm sitting all day like dang. <laughs> And she's like presenting. He's like, oh, <laughs> just exhales, dude. Um, and she comes out, and she's a real pretty girl. And they go back, and dude, that secret is. What are your favorite foods? Like, what is your favorite? He's like, whatever. Whatever your f- you like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do you have a fruit? Yes. Oh, I think we have a color. Good, yes. good. <laughs> Dude. Whatever you like. You're like, dang. <laughs> oh, there's a part that's funny. He goes, I, I, I commend you. Not to obey me. She's like, no. no. And he's, like, he's confused. He's like, but I, you just can't. <laughs> but he's like, so you want to on one foot. <laughs> Bark like a dog. Bark like a dog. A big dog. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh, dude, it's so bad. I see you're getting along. <laughs> so he, he tried to tell his dad he wants to go and meet someone and fall in love naturally. But his dad, but his dad thinks, oh, he wants to sow his royal oath. He wants to go out. And what is what is um? What does Arsenio Hall say? Um, Semi is his name? Yeah, Semi. Semi is like 40 days of fornication. Like, he is mine. They're going out to be just wild, crazy people. But do you want penicillin on your pizza, dude? (laughs) But, uh... So they go to it's it's a well they're picking where they're gonna go. It's by a throwing funny darts. setup, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. They flip the coins. They said New York, but where do they go? Where will we find us a woman that's royal, elegant to be the partner of a king? They look like queens. queens. That's yeah, funny, literally, dude. No, queens is like worse than Brooklyn. Dude. That's, that's a really funny gag. Though. So they go to Queens and it's ghetto. It's so hood, dude. It's so awesome, dude. And and the culture. Then they show. They say, okay, we got to be like just like anybody else. And they show with thousands of dollars worth of luggage alone. Wearing all those furs, dude. I mean, the clothes is sharp. They're wearing. They look good. Oh, man. dude. And they got the jewelry on. And I they like, want to fit in. I like uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's friend Semi. is a real great character because he's the only guy that talks to. Eddie as a person. Everyone else is like, your highness, your honor. Well, yeah, when he gets them alone, it's like they dog each other. Th- 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 those, those, d- those digs are hilarious. They're crazy. They're talking trash. They're like, they're like, he's like, you're saying you want a woman who has her own opinion? <laughs> it isn't done. He's <laughs> great. Dude, it's so crazy. <coughs> but uh, um, he's like, you have a woman, whoever you say, and this is bad, why? <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy. Yeah, he's a dog. He's he's bad. So they go to America, and uh, it's I love. The oh, c- I'm in badly need of a manicure. <laughs> <laughs> they um they don't know how to do anything. They they never. He's never. They can't do when he tries to mop. That's he just works better when you take it out of the bucket. <laughs> like, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and they um, we're finally as equals. <laughs> <laughs> they go to America to meet this girl, and they go to the bar sequence. Is oh, all dude. the crazy women? They just go through them one after another. The one with the lighter. Oh, dude, that was crazy, <sighs> insane. I was Joan of Arc in a past life, dude. Um, dude, it was cr- that one girl threw those shots, dude. You're like, Dang. dude. One girl was like, I worship the devil. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, <laughs> their smiles just fade. And that's great. They they asked the barber. Um, where do you find a nice girl? He's like, oh, you gotta go to the library. You gotta. He's like, or you go to church, or you go. You gotta to go to church. That's where the good girls at. But uh, stinking the movie. It's every see every scene, dude. Even when they get into town and he's trying to hail a cab, and he steps in front of Big Brother Jake's cab, <laughs> dude. And dude, it's funny the cultural because he's getting cussed at. He's in the most happy. He he's smiling. He's like, yes, dumb ass. <laughs> Dude, what's, what's crazy is, okay, first let me say, this movie's rated stinking R. Oh, my goodness. Is it's it rated, rated R. R. Like, in the first five minutes, there's, like, multiple Naked women washing women. him, dude. And I'm like, I, I, I forgot. How did I forget this? I'm, how, how can you forget? We watched that when we were kids, dude. We love that. But uh, I can't comment on these things. Uh, dude. <laughs> but, um, 
There's a lot of swear. I thought it was a cleaner movie. It's, it cusses like a sailor, dude. This is coming from the guy that thought 40-year-old version was clean. Or no, Hangover. I thought Hangover was clean because I'm a plane, and it was edited for of content. Of course it was edited for content, fool. <laughs> but, uh... And you gotta watch this. <laughs> <laughs> so, they come to America, can't find a girl. He finally meets uh, a girl, a really smart girl, an, uh, uh, a um, kind girl, an opinionated woman. Um, Educated, smart. Real smart, helping her dad's Sense business. Sense of humor, yeah. Um... But she's dating some She's slug. dating the Prince of Soul Glow. I forgot Louis Anderson worked at the McDonald's, so awesome, dude. dude. But yeah, she's dating this guy who inherited his daddy's money, and they are a, a jerry curl empire. Nasty, dude. Just sitting around with the mom, the dad, the grandma off the couch and, and leave the jerry curl spots, juice. Dude. Jerry juice on the couch. Dude, one time when I was in high school... Because, dude, it's hard to learn to be cool. You don't know what's cool. So I thought wearing sleeveless T-shirts was the, the coolest thing, you know, back when Wait, I was like, that? Well, in high school, I, well, the thing that I didn't realize is if you wear sleeveless T-shirts, you can't wear the the white thick deodorant. Oh, dude, the powder, uh, chalky-looking deodorant? Yeah, so, like, literally, I was... Chunks of white in your hair? I was at this uh, stinking youth group thing, and the, the, the guy in charge... I was like, Ernesto, man, don't lean on my couch. You always leave those stinking chalk stains when you leave. And dude. Who said that? <laughs> John Rashop, dude. Dang, dude. dude. He put you on soul glow class. <laughs> dude, I bet everybody's looking at your arms. You're like, dang. Literally, <laughs> I felt like a like four <laughs> inches tall. Dude, I wanted to die. Shit, like, that's I, not as bad as our boy Paul Arkelian taking somebody aside and saying, hey, man, you got to put your shoes back on, dog. <laughs> oh, dang, dude. <laughs> but, uh. He called you out I, like I, that. And I, then I went and learned about deodorant and how to different kinds of different... I, I literally became a student of deodorant <laughs> in that. Dude, I mean... No wonder you love swagger so much, Legit, dude. You gotta have dude. a cool deodorant now. Dang, he put you on black. <laughs> you try to look cool in front of the girls, You dude. know I was, and I failed miserably. Um, Dang, dude. But, uh... Sneaking um Rashop, what a dog. Was dude. it Rashop? I think it was Rashop or Short, one of those two gentlemen. I'll guarantee it was Rashop just before my day. Okay. But uh so Think he meets Texans. a girl and he gets a job at her dad's restaurant, McDowell's. Which they find out because they go to that church service. McDowell's is one of the sponsors. Right. They got a little uh, booth there and they're serving food. She comes up to talk and he is like just entranced. She, she is real well spoken. She's, she's a real cool girl. Real pretty. Her little sister is kind of her a. sister's a hoochie mama, <laughs> dude. She's like, take off your jacket. It'll be warm. He's like, what? Oh. Is that better? That, no, is that better? When anyway. I was a kid, I'm like, what's happening? I have no idea. There's so much I miss as a kid. Um, but uh, so he. Lies. To you. He wants her. He wants. He wants everybody to think that he's like a real poor guy from an African country who's there as a student, right? At the university, the University of the United States. <laughs> we don't even have a basketball team. <laughs> but, uh, he doesn't want someone to love him for his title, but for himself, and he doesn't know how to get past. It. And that's, that's first a, mistake. That's a real thing. He's though. Trying to be somebody he's not. Right. But I. Uh, I, I, I was talking to a, a girl the other yes, uh, last week. I was talking to a girl, and she said how she used to fall for professors in college because they're like authority figures. They're bigger than life. Is that why Jarrett wants to be a professor? Oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> but when you are powerful, like, it's a different, you know what I'm saying? People see your power and not the person behind the power. 
Um, so he wants to be seen as a poor man. He's got to hide it because he's at the basketball game, dude, and there's a second guy from Zamunda there at the basketball game. Yeah, they're selling peanuts. It's like, I am a resident of Zamunda. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> I'm just a nice gentleman I met in the bathroom. <laughs> but, uh... Um, <coughs> yes, in the face! <laughs> that would be so funny. Finally, um, all crap breaks loose. The mom and dad come to New York to get her son. Finally, my son works? <laughs> he's so mad, <laughs> He's employee of the month. Um, he's trying to tell the dad about the football game he watched, dude. He's like, son, you got to stay up the drugs. <laughs> but uh, he loves her, but he lied to her. So she gets mad. He lied to her, and she leaves him, and he goes home a broken man, dude. Too bad when they all find out, the dad's like, he got his own money. And I mean his own money. He make Daryl look like a welfare case. <laughs> like, dang, dude. But, uh, and Daryl's the guy from ER. No, he's yes, not. Dude. Heck yeah, he is. That's Take hilarious. the Jerry Curl off him, dude. He was all dramatic actor. I had no idea that was the <laughs> yeah, same guy. Um, but the movie, it, what's your favorite scene in the movie you think you should watch in the movie? Oh, man, probably when Samuel L. tries to rob the McDowell's. That's a great scene. It's amazing, dude. He's like... Excuse me for a moment. <laughs> like, he, he, and when he's unscrewing the mop handle off the mop, you're like, oh, it's about to go down. Dude, that's a, gr- that's a great it's scene. It's so awesome, dude. Thanks to my African connection. <laughs> Stupid dad, dude. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be coming back again. Jeez. That was sweet, dude. Daryl's all ducked down. I had a coffee in my hand. You understand? Like, he's so sorry, stupid, like, man. So you stupid. You must have learned that from fighting lions. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was so racist. Such a dog, dude. Dude, his own, oh, dude's bold, man. But um, the cast is pretty stale. You have Eddie Murphy. We talked about it again. Eddie Murphy, a gem. Just a, ge- a, a comic a, genius. Straight up. Arsenio Hall. How come he never didn't? He- dude, first of all, Eddie Murphy was like the first Tyler Perry, dude. Like, yes, ten he different was. characters. Like, he was just hilarious. And I ain't gonna talk no trash to Tyler Perry because the Medea Boo movie was amazing, and it's on Blu-ray. I'm gonna buy that mug this week. But he 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 started it for everybody. It's so awesome. And Arsenio does more than one character too. Arsenio's hilarious. Arsenio didn't make a lot of movies in his career. He did he this. He was just a t- talk show. He host. did the uh, the mob one with Eddie Murphy. Harlem Nights. He did Harlem Nights. Or he just cried the whole time, dude. That was so... Harlem Nights is hilarious. Talk about dirty. Holy cow. The old dude, Red Fox, dude. He's bad in that. Dude, it's all the funniest black actors. Like, it, I mean, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, and Red Fox, and Arsenio, dude. <sighs> but uh, Arsenio... A lot of people know him from. He had a show that was huge for a, for a few years. It was on forever, dude. I think I don't think it was more than five years, yo. Really? I, I don't think Too so. Too bad you trying to be all ghetto now. Hey, five years, yo. <laughs> Too bad I was listening to Stern reruns to, uh, this morning, and they were telling a story about how they got kicked off Arsenio Hall and pretty much like escorted to the airport. What in are you LA, yeah. About? Stern made an appearance on Arsenio. And got kicked and he off the said show? something about Arsenio's mom joking. Arsenio's like, yeah, man, don't be talking about my mama, dude. Like, it got like real, dude. And like his whole flight home, he was super worried. And his agent called and said, This is the best day of your life. Why? Like, that's when he first started getting he, he just they just syndicated the him. Press in LA. Would be really- oh man, yeah. Any any press is good press, especially in the, when you're 
a young coming up guy like Stern. Wow. He got, they do, they escorted him to the airport, dude. Holy cow. I wonder why his show finally stopped because it was, you told me. He was the one, he was the first one to have um, Magic on there after Magic came out with AIDS. That was a huge interview. Huge. And didn't Bill play sax on Arsenio Hall? Yes, Bill That's Clinton, crazy. the president of the United States, played saxophone on Arsenio Hall. Show. I think it was when he was campaigning, wasn't it? He was campaigning, or was it after after he was already president? What? I don't know, dude. Actually, You're I know we're kids. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying that's how big the show. I was. remember him wearing sunglasses and jamming, though. It was crazy, dude. That was such a cultural milestone. They include that scene in the Animaniacs opening because it's amazing. <laughs> but um, man, Animaniacs was awesome. James Earl Jones as the king was great. His voice is just—he's amazing. He's the stinking guy from Conan, dude. I oh man, and he's like a, he's the he's the king again in uh, Lion King, but uh, he played a great king, dude. His, his wife, bad, I remember when we were young, man, and I used to have to get to school early for jazz band, and we used to uh, Joanne would pick us up and drive us to school, and you'd be listening to James Earl Jones reading the Bible, and I'm like, dude, it's already early, dude, <laughs> and you got me listening to this dude going to sleep. I, I just love his voice so much, well, dude. So you have him. Uh, Read, like, Mad Magazine or something, dude. I'm trying to <laughs> stay awake. <clears throat> you have a lot of big characters. You have Samuel Jackson, great role for him. Like, he doesn't break out for a while still. No, he's, uh, he was on so many small things like that. So, dude, so many. You have <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. It's just, he doesn't say no a word. Line. He sits in the barber chair, nods and smiles while he's getting his uh, mini fro cut. And all the barbers are talking trash on boxers. And Murphy isn't cutting his hair. He's just cutting in the mid-air mid yeah, above he's his not head. even touching the head. It's so funny, dude. Um, Louis Anderson is funny, The barber dude. talk, the way that they captured barbershop talk in that movie is incredible. Just trash talking, dogging. All day long. Man. And your, your best friend, you tell him to go screw himself all the time. Like, that's what you do. Like, oh, dude. Like, and that's what you, it's just what you do, dude. You talk, trash on your best friend, you go That's got to be where the uh, half-baked scene where he's like, F you, F you, F you, and F you. You're cool. Like, because like, that was that whole, the whole barbershop is them telling each other to F off, dude. It's crazy. Um, so here's so here's a question. Where here's our big question for the day: Is who's your favorite bit character? Your favorite Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall character? They they they, they um in, uh, become in this movie. Like Arsenio has like three. He has the girl, which was hilarious. It was really he's ugly girl though. Um, he has the girl. He has the preacher, and he has one of the he has the one barber shop with the the yeah the the white fro. Um, that Eddie Murphy plays the black barbershop. I think he does the Jewish barbershop guy, too, is him, too, I think. I think he does. So he does those two. He does, um, what's the guy's name uh, that sings that? <gasps> he does uh, sexual chocolate. Yeah, yeah, what's, the, what, what, <laughs> what's his name? What's the guy's name. Um, that's a good record. Give it up for us, so-and-so. Oh. He's from the neighborhood. And he was in a that TV show. Good. He was in a TV, Tommy? Is it Tommy's? No. Okay. Dude, man. But um, so who's your favorite character in the movie? Uh, um, now that I'm thinking about sexual chocolate, dude, that's hard. Uh, who's your, you go first. Okay, my favorite is the preacher. Arsenio Hall doing that preacher is hilarious, dude. What does he say? If loving the Lord is wrong. I don't want to be right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Randy Watson. That's his name, dude. Randy Watson. Give it up for Randy Watson. Dude, <laughs> he's terrible. He's so bad, dude. And the, 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 yeah, give me a sales round of applause. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah. The barbershop guys are like, that boy's got talent. Hey, that boy's good. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, good and terrible. <laughs> oh, shoot, dude. Dang, Randy Watson might be my favorite. That's a, it's really good, and dude. Loving the Lord is wrong. I don't want to be right. He's that picture up there. There's there's all the women. He's oh, like, oh, he's telling you to turn around. God, because no man can bring something this far. I'm like, oh my. I never flint Should not make a woman look at this. He says. He goes. He goes. You know, I love the Lord. He's the he's the Hugh Hefner in the sky. I was like, oh my gosh. He's crazy, it's dude. It's so over the top. I can't believe it. Um, but I I laugh every time he's on screen, dude. He he's amazing. He's Even terrible. when he's at McDowell's house, it, he's the worst, dude. He's terrible. Um, and he, he does the singing thing too. The the <laughs> <laughs> man, that's brutal. So what do you think? Who should, who should my my favorite might have to be um, the barber that he plays. Dude, he's because like I mean like he's like he wants to get a haircut and change his style. He's got a, a high and tight like mini fro fade with this long braid, and he's like. Well, what do you want me to do with this? He's like, I'll just make it nice and neat. And all he does is cut the braid off. He's like, that'll be eight dollars, <laughs> dude. He's so and just the trash they talk and about. He said, Ali he and meets Tyson. People. He always said, I met the King. I met, I met Ali. He always said he meets people, and they're all calling his lies. Man, you ain't never met no Martin Luther the King. <laughs> and then he goes off, dude. dude. He gets so mad they don't believe him. He, dude. They're talking about Tyson versus Ali. They're talking about all kind, dude. And every scene in the barbershop is amazing. Even, you know, what's funny, though, is when they're trying to go meet women, they run into him locking up the barbershop right. late night, and he tells them to go to the church. He said, that's where you're going to meet the nice right. girls. And he was like a regular, like, nice person. And then when he gets to the barbershop, that's like his alter ego, dude. But, uh... Randy Watson! <laughs> Randy Watson! So, he does the drop mic. It's incredible. Give like, yourselves a round of flavor. Uh, it was it was like Monty Python, and there was much rejoicing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we get into raises us right and raises us from, want to ask you guys to please give us a five star rating in the iTunes Podcast Store. This allows our podcast to be seen by many other people. Um, take your five minutes, just sign into your iTunes account, leave a five star review, and we would be really, really grateful to you because all it, what it does is it allows. The iTunes algorithm, it puts it in front of more people. Someone goes to the podcast store, looks at movies, and if they don't, if they don't have, if we don't have reviews, it's not going to show up. But if you put a review down, people will see, and it'll get into more hands. Also, if you are an Android user, we currently... If you're not, an Android user, we're sorry, but go ahead. Oh, dang. Um, Stitcher... Well, actually, not so much anymore. I know. The Stitcher app is on the Android or your computer. Get that, and we're theaters on Stitcher. So we always like to read a five-star review and send a gift out. So we're going to read one. Have we even got one gift yet out? I got both of them boxes at home right now. And nobody's got a hold of you? Yeah, no, I, two guys out of three have written me their address. Oh, okay, good. Okay, so I got good, the address. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sending out two this week. So uh, VA North and Heart and EMC Squared 41, wherever you are, I'm sending your gifts out this week. Um, but th- this week we have 
Jay Marsh 89. Marshy Marsh in the Pokemon. You know who that bunch. is, dude. He's our boy, dude. He's day one. He's been our boy, man. Dude, he's under those cars working hard, man. Mechanic down in Steak in Oakland County, dude. <laughs> do living the dream down Gotta there. Watch dude. his hands when he gets out of work. Hard working man, dude. So this is what he said. He goes, This is a great podcast to listen to if you're a fan of movies. Pinner Ernesto are hilarious. The Red Room Theater is a good, is good clean entertainment. And the topics are relatable. I recommend the Red Room Theater to anyone who's a fan of movies. It's not going to be so clean for so long. This movie's ready to get out like a mug, I know, man. I'm going to have to get into it. Okay, so Jeff Johnson said straight up, you got to let me go every once in a while, dude. I want to thank Jmarsh89. Um, send us a Facebook DM or Twitter message, Red Room Theater, with your address. We'll see some swag this week, dude, and hook you up, dude. Thanks for being a fan of the show. Marshy, you are the man. And, dude, he probably gives the most love. He, the mo- Dude, he gives everybody the most love, dude. I was I was sat in on drums for my buddy Mark's band, the Twisting Aquila Worms, and I played out in uh, Milford. Marsh just drove all the way out there by himself, orders a burger and fries, sat at a table, just watched, the, watched me playing drums with this man. He's the man, dude. That's, that's, what, that's what kind of guy he is, dude. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, how did this movie raise this right? I asked you, you gave me the same thing, dude. You can't lie to your woman. Got to tell the truth, man. He, I know why he did it, but in the yeah, end. Yeah, because there's so many stinking uh, gold, digger. She ain't messing with no broke, broke. <laughs> Shoot. But um, he got his own money, and I mean, he got his own money. <laughs> his face is on that five dollar bill. Because <laughs> his sister was a gold man. Dinner. Oh heck, yeah, she was. But um, from a secret admirer, not Daryl. Like, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> unless you're giving him the bootay, she is a dog. But um, you dog. This happens in every minute comedy. You, they tell a lie at the beginning. Like, like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And keep on hiding. Well, at the end of the day, even though his motives were right, how many lies has he told through to get to, to cover this point? That, I mean, it's all their whole relationship. Universe. Are lies. And she doesn't know what to trust anymore. How much of it's lies, how much of it's not? That's the thing about a big lie. A big lie. If the lies. Remember when they got that, uh, when he told Sammy, fine, you, you fix this place up. And he puts the hot tub in there, and, they do, and then she comes over, and he won't let her come in there because he wants her to think they're super poor. And he's like, there's a big rat. We can't eat here. And she's just like, oh, your place is so poor, you don't want me to see it. I understand. Like, t- too bad they just sunk a half million dollars into that place, dude. Like, you can't lie to your woman, dude. She's, she's gonna, do women, contrary to popular belief, women are way smarter than we are, and they figure stuff out that we think we're sly. I'll tell That's a, why I'm 35 years old and single, dude. Ah. I'll tell a lying to a girl story, dude. Oh, man. I can't wait, dude. Okay. I'm going to tell one, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm coming to see a girl, my, my girlfriend, dude. I'm coming across a uh, train from Chicago. It ain't when you borrowed my Monte Carlo, was it, full? No, dude. And we're coming across, dude. And I'm going to train, and I end up sitting across from this girl. It's real, real. She looks like Jennifer Lefewitt, dude. Dude, and so she stood across from me, and we start we hit it off. It, it, it just go, it just goes, and we're laughing and talking, and um, it, it, it was a, it was a, it was almost a movie magical. It was like Chris ride. And Slater and Patricia Arquette, wasn't it? It was, dude. It Big time. was. You, you hear how Ernie's voice got deep as a mug? I, I'm calling it like Lamont. So I, I give her. Didn't have a <laughs> I give her my email because I'm like, you know, she's got a boyfriend. I got a girlfriend. No harm, no foul. You dog. That's how men think. 
I thought I have a. She's got a boyfriend. I got a girlfriend. We're clean. No. So no. So you're even more dirty, fool. I get to like I get to the transition. Get off. My girl did for me, and I don't tell her about the conversation. I don't tell. I don't. I, Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> so time goes on. Babe, I met this girl. She was amazing. Looked just like Jennifer Love. <laughs> you ever see that car? Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait for her to break up her boyfriend. <laughs> And we email maybe once every You are emailing this girl once like every two months. Dude, how are you the smart one? Okay, so once maybe every like she'll just say how's Chicago? I'll say how's Minneapolis or where she's from. Well then all of a sudden a year later she shows up. I haven't talked to her in six months. She shows up email me. She's like, I am taking a train through Chicago. I have a five-hour layover, show me the city. I'm like, sure. You die. Then she writes back to say I'm single, by the way. Me and my wife broke up a while ago. I wanted you to know that. And I'm like, oh, shoot. Because I've been kind of flirtatious with the thought, she's got someone, I got someone, no chance. Now all of a sudden I feel like men are so dumb. But I want to be a good guy. I'm like, so I said, I'm going to tell her, listen, I've been a little flirtatious. I've got a girl. i got to be cool. i got to be faithful to her. I can't take you around because it would be wrong. So I write her back. I said, listen, I've been a little. Which girl are you dating? I'm not saying the name on air, dude. You're stupid. Um, I gotta know, dude. <laughs> so, I write an email. It's like it's like probably it's twelve thirty at night. I write an email to this girl. Tell, her, listen, I can't walk you around the city. I've got a girl. I didn't know you were single. I've been too flirtatious. I gotta back out of this this date thing. It's not a date. But I back You're out. You're lucky. Of, this is before uh, social media, dude. She would have put you on blast. Well, listen. So I hit send and I sit back in my chair and I look up in the stinking. Two line. You sent it to your girl. I sent it to my girlfriend. You are so dumb. I dude. literally grabbed the monitor, I ripped it off the sink and out of the wall, and it, it sent. I heard the whoosh. OMG. And I'm standing there. Standing. You know what, though? I know exactly how that happened. I was thinking about my girlfriend. Because when you are guilty and you're on a text message, I have sent. Dog messages to girls I was talking about. No, you yes, haven't. Yes, I have. No, you haven't. And then I had to come up with some stupid thing, dude. Because <laughs> you cover your butt. Your mind, man. It betrays it, you. It betrays so you. So then. You dog. I write my girlfriend to tell her, listen. That was the Todd Father's email. <laughs> I wrote her to say, listen, listen. This girl meant nothing to me. She, she did tell I'm me. sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I love those finger paints. <laughs> I'm like, listen, um, I I was, you know, I, I met her on a train long time ago. Little Ernie took over. <laughs> no, I was, thinking, I was like, listen, I was like, I'm like, I didn't know she had no boyfriend. It's innocent. We've not. And I, 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 I try to make it seem. I bet like, you the email that she sent back was. So you're showing her the city, huh? <laughs> Dude, so I'm like saying, like, like... So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I'm saying, like, listen, she means to me. I'm sorry. I said, told you. I basically make it seem like this girl was stupid and nothing, right? And then I send that email to the girl! Dude! To the manipulation! That's what you get. That's what you get. And you know what's crazy? I mean, a rule that night, I never email after midnight now, ever again. That blew up my life. Well, the difference between you and me is I don't email after midnight for different reasons. 
<laughs> so that's why you don't lie because it's going to find you and bite you it in the butt. It will find you and it will take a big old chunk out of that booty, dude. Oh. Like, what's funny, the Minneapolis girl wrote me and said, you're a good man and you're being faithful to your girlfriend. Thank you, Beefy Not. And your girlfriend said, have fun in Minnesota, folks. She was <laughs> furious, dude. She's probably like, I'm transferring to Moody. <laughs> oh! uh, <laughs> Did I guess which one? Uh, yes. <laughs> I know you too, good. Okay, what do you got, dude? Dude, I'm not going to say any names. You can't say any names. Can't say names. <laughs> so I'm working at all those. Oh, shoot. And I'm like. So you're like how old? You're 20. 20 years old. 19. Okay. Maybe 21. I think I might have got drunk that night, yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that didn't mean anything in our... Where we grew up, that didn't mean nothing. You could have been 12. I could have went to... You ain't lying, dude! <laughs> so, okay, so I'm, I'm talking to this girl. But she's... I knew how bad she liked me. So I was like, okay, well, here's one. I got, you know, another one over here I'm talking to. I'm going to play this one. She, she's like, what are you doing tonight? Uh, we should hang out, you know, because we just started talking. Well, what are you doing tonight? We should hang out. And I'm like, oh, I got I to work. You know, I got to work tonight. So, um, yeah, I can't hang out. She's like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, we'll figure something out later, you know, another day. <clears throat> well, I wasn't working. Everybody knows I work at Aldo's. So her and her parents decided to come get dinner at Aldo's. That did not <laughs> happen. I get a phone call from Scotty, dude. From KFAC, I get a phone call saying, uh, hey, man. Uh, there's a real pissed off girl here with her parents getting dinner and saying, uh, how come Tony's not doing dishes tonight? <laughs> oh my gosh, Tony! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, good thing I'm already drinking this JD, boy! <laughs> oh my gosh, Tony! Lying don't do nothing but get you, man. No, because. I tell you what, dude, I got a text from her, boy. Holy dude, cow. The thing is, is that I've learned if you tell the truth, you're gonna ever think to yourself, Who'd I tell what? Like, lies that you track all those things. Dude, dude. I'm floating around. If you tell the truth, then everyone knows everything. <laughs> dude. We're idiots. We're idiots. This movie tried to help me. Like, I messed up, but I try to be pretty honest as a person. I've messed up a few times, but... That was I, I watch these movies and see the and always see the same, the same story over and dude it's and just you think it's, yourself I can't do that I can't do that I, and but what do we do send emails tell a girl working at Aldo's <laughs> jeez so how did this movie raise us wrong that's I, a comedy you know how I raised us wrong how I cuss like a mother sailor <laughs> <laughs> I have the worst mouth of all time dude and it, I know we're adults. We're adults. We can cuss. Here's the thing. You go out in the world. You go cuss at a cop. See what happens. Dude, I'm telling you right now. When Okay, I have experience with this. <clears throat> I'm such a big, sweet, nice teddy bear guy, and I can talk the same as I am right now. But when you're with your lady, and if you're talking, and you're irritated about something, and you just drop one F-bomb, or one, you know, one, any swear word you drop, then it's like, okay. He's, it's serious now. Like she thinks it's on, dude. It's on, and, and she gets defensive and scared. Oh yeah, dude. You gotta be careful. Swearing at police, swearing at kids. Stinking. Like you do it in front of the kids on accident, dude. Family I, barbecue, having a couple, you know, a couple pops. Well, next thing you know, the kids are like scared. Uncle Tony, you're like, oh, dang. And what's crazy is, 
like we were raising this stuff so dude i'll tell you what every father figure we'd ever had every guy around us growing up it's like the most creative and funny swearing you've ever heard in your life. In, uh, uh, we have some like PhD level cussers. I'm in telling our life. you, our, our, I'm man. <laughs> I just write that crap down. I'm telling you, I, I will always say, our our current stepdad has been with my mom for twenty something years, and me and her used to look at each other like this dude is like a high level. You know, level five swearer, like Just Jedi level, <laughs> like, Jedi, dude, Jedi master, dude. Like we got notebooks on, like, dude, like the, the most creative way to say he's taking a leak. Like what, the <laughs> heck? dude? But I remember, like, I, I mean, just, just in normal circumstances of life, like, 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 like dude, I. I remember when I was younger, I swore in the stinking secured on an airport, and all of a sudden, can't do that, it dude. changes everything. You can't say bomb on an airplane. Dude, and the thing is, is that I, in the city, in, here in the, in the inner city, I watch parents cuss their kids out, and I'm like, you lost all control. Dude, especially when they're real little. You can't cuss out a little kid, no. man. The, number one, it it's scares always, the it's, crap out of them. Number one, it's always because they're just being a kid. That's all they're you doing. You piece of crap. But I, I... I'm a pastor. What I, that's uh, what you my, ain't, dude, so, I'll tell you what. You have the most G-rated mouth you've, I've ever seen compared to me, dude. But it's still in there. Like, sometimes stuff happens, and I... F- oh, I've seen it in your head. <laughs> you're just, like, shaking your head, like... <laughs> F, 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 to the fifth power. <laughs> See me in, behind a wheel of my truck I, any given day. I, dude, I, I drove to Chicago this last week, and... I just did a one, you know, five-hour shot, five-hour shot back, and people are so t- dumb on the roads. You start hating everybody. Well, here's the problem, too. One thing that messed you up was you pretty much learned to drive in Chicago. You are a city driver. I'm terrible, dude. You're so bad. I got to, like, you're over here like, what's this dude's problem? I'm like, probably because you can, uh, you know what he ate for lunch. Why not you back off his <laughs> cuz? Like, dang, you're just like, what? I'm like, you're going 86. Downtown Flint. <laughs> like, what the heck? We're we're in front of the Capitol Theater. You going Finny? Like, but it's been a thing. Try to rein in is just because you don't want people to think you're oh, crazy. Oh, and then you catch one bad look from somebody, you go nuts. Even oh, though it's your fault, dude. <laughs> what? You and your three kids got a problem, <laughs> dude? Oh man. So Eddie Murphy. We loved him, but man, we had the playground. We, dude, like, Beverly Hills Cop. It, he perfectly portrays a Detroit cop, dude. It's like, incredible when he goes and everybody's all proper. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, you mean? Yeah, it's so funny. Well, we'd sooner believe a regular, uh, reputable businessman than a foul mouth jerk from out of town. Foul mouth, <laughs> you man. <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> Oh, it's amazing, dude. So, so I've had to work really hard to keep my my language at a level that's just appropriate for raising <laughs> young kids. It. it don't help that we see each other so much nowadays. Dude, dude. The thing is, you're you are okay. A lot of people are lazy swears. They real lazy how they just use it, but you can use it effectively, and it's it, it's like stinking putting ketchup on a fry. It's like it's man. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like. It's like the perfect sauce. I don't want to know a world without ketchup, Don. <laughs> you are the funniest swear I know, Tony. 
Just ask Wes Morris about the text I sent him <laughs> when he takes me out. But uh, I, I know that just because I don't want to be seen a certain way because people assume you're aggressive. They assume you're uneducated. They Preston, s- do not listen to Uncle Tony's mouth ever. <laughs> <laughs> so... Cuss like sailors because of Murphy had to get that out of our systems and it's 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 dude it's, and a these are really good points by the way lying to your woman like we'll go back to that dude these are good points this week very like when you watch coming to America educate yourselves people <laughs> this is real dude dude man um but yeah so um jeez <laughs> oh, dude. Ooh. As we uh, get ready Randy to- Watson, you <laughs> get ready to land this plane. We'd love to see you on social media. Okay, you can go to our website redroomtheater.com. We follow us on Twitter at redroomtheater, or check us on Facebook at redroom- facebook.com/redroomtheater. See tray. Now next week on the Red Room Theater is a special week. Okay, really quick, let me say one thing. Okay. I know we didn't get super into the story. Um, just to let everybody know, we're not a review. This isn't a review podcast. A lot of new listeners. Um, for the most part, we, we announce what movie we're going to do the week before so that you can watch it and kind of see where we're coming from when we, we you know point out the good points. But um, we didn't really touch on the story, how it wraps up and all that, because, I mean, that's that's the um, the uniqueness of our podcast. Is and we assume you've seen yeah, it, too. I mean, especially cl- we do the classics, dude. I mean, we're doing all 80s, 90s. This is the movies that raise us up. So just in case you didn't know, yes, they end up together and then Zamunda and all that. <laughs> Because he finally tells the truth. He's like, wait. And he's I, got his own money. I renounced my crown. <laughs> he's like, do you want to go back? And uh, blah, blah, blah. She's like, nah. <laughs> um, but next weekend, okay, it's February. Tw- next, Okay, so this, our next episode drops on February 12th. It's going to be Two the days Valentine's before Valentine's Day. Day. So we're doing official a love podcast. It's a, a love podcast. Shoot. So we're doing one of a really good. Loving you. <laughs> <laughs> a really good romantic, dramatic film for our podcast. Is this the one with the boombox? Yeah. Oh man. Baby. We are doing Say Anything. Starring Randall Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Starring John Cusack. That was good. Cusack's been great forever. Man, do I like Cusack. So we're doing a Cameron Crowe classic next week. Um uh, so watch it, and we, it'll be awesome. So as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week on the Red Room Theater. I decided long ago Never to walk in any one shadow If I fail, if I succeed You can't take away my dignity Because the greatest love of all Inside of me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy chocolate!